Welcome, everybody, to another episode of This Week's Picks, your podcast for all things entertainment. I'm Ryan, you're my buddy Jason. Welcome to you guys. It's the best movies, shows, and everything else streaming for your entertainment purposes. Join us as we navigate the streaming jungle, talk about those hidden gems, recommend the must-have, must-watch, must-listen-to entertainment. Uh, every now and then we'll spice up things with maybe a cocktail recipe, and some nice sports betting picks just for fun. So get ready for all things war on this episode as we talk about war and what is it good for. Thanks for joining us, Jason. How are you today, my friend? Great. Excellent. Excellent. Well, we decided to this episode's theme to be war movies, our favorite streaming war movies that have been out there in the last few years. We are going to stay away from all things World War One and World War Two, as those have the most amount of entertainment and deserve their own episodes but yeah man so uh i'm excited to hear your picks this week jason and with that being said why don't you lead us off bud yeah so this was a tough one right i mean like most of ours we pick giant generic topics with thousands of options and uh we try to narrow them down a little bit and uh leaving world war one and two off helped but i still just have this giant list kind of circling through so well yeah um I try to get some classics in there, but also some some what would you call some curveballs. So we're, curve we'll start off with a bit of a curveball. I'm going right. uh, in order of ancientness, ancientness, history. Okay, uh, historical, yeah. In order of historical order, yeah. Because I debated like, uh, do we talk about Troy, Last Samurai, mm-hmm. and I eventually ended up settling on uh, 1998's Mulan. Okay, all right. So so yes, this is a <laughs> animated disney film yeah but the entire plot is around uh the imperial chinese army and defending against invading huns mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. what more war movie do you have that's right you know, uh, a tomboyish right. girl disguises herself as young man so that she can take the place of her father and defending uh, her homeland against the uh invading huns that's a and, great uh, pick that's a great pick so you get, you know, your training montages. <laughs> sure, it's a lot more songs than any other film that you're going to get today. Yeah. Um, but you got your training montages. You got your big battle scenes. Mm-hmm. You got your heroic moments, your near defeats. So, um, yeah, I just, uh, it's on Disney Plus if you haven't seen it. It's Absolutely. a good family war film. Which good family war film. It's a great storytelling, a wonderful story. Uh, cannot say about the other films we're going to be talking about later in the episode. I think this Probably might true. be the only one I would recommend watching with children. Yes. Yeah. I've, uh, I have a friend way back when her daughter was younger, two years in a row, her birthday theme was Mulan because she was <laughs> so obsessed with this movie. And uh, I think that they already do it. They were going to do a live action version. Of oh, they Mulan. did. They, they did, did. Uh, two or three years ago, right? Like uh, yeah, 2020, I, thought it came I, out. I thought it came out, but I couldn't recall. Um, it didn't do well. Yeah, a lot of their live action remakes aren't doing well, but hey, keep keep trying, right? Um, yeah, well, that's another, that's a whole other episode. <laughs> yeah, let's too. the internet's covered that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, wow, um, cool, man. Yeah, that's a great pick. I haven't seen that movie in a long time. I do kind of remember some of the music about it, and like, you know, I just it's a very enjoyable film. It was a surprise, I think, for me yeah. when I saw it the first time. You don't hum, make a man out of you, like every evening is your starting your workout or oh you know it's sometimes the motivational song that comes on that workout playlist is making sure. me out of you but um <laughs> you know no i usually go with some beauty and the beast when i've got to you know really get after it uh, all right <laughs> yeah so we don't have to dwell it long it's just yeah. a it's a great animated disney film it or, is it um, is yeah just there you go all right cool, if you haven't man. seen it check it out yeah it's a good classic a good classic animated a disney film uh, well, cool. I'm going to start with historical too with my first pick and one of those ones you mentioned. It's one of my all-time favorites. It's kind of how I went my list this week is some of these that are they're little gems that you may not have seen, but there's also like the blockbusters you've absolutely seen and you need to go back and watch. But I'm going to start off with Troy, 2004, directed by Wolfgang Peterson. Um, I absolutely love everything about this film. I was a huge Greek mythology nerd and uh, and or all of my life, as you know, about my dog's name being Nyx. It's a Greek goddess. I name all my dogs into Greek mythology. So uh, I've always loved it. So the Odyssey, right, is, is part of that entire tale. There's the Battle of Troy. Um, Brad Pitt, Eric Bana, Orlando Bloom, Brian Cox, the list goes on. Who's on this film? I mean, Sean Bean makes it in this movie, and he doesn't die, which is probably the only role 
he's ever had where he doesn't die <laughs> in a movie. Yeah. But, uh, man, so yeah, the Battle of Troy, all brought on by Helen, who is a stolen wife from one of the Greek warlords. Uh, and Helen apparently was legendarily beautiful. Uh, but it made the armies of Greeks set sail against the walled city of Troy. According to you know the story with um, the Trojan horse and so on. Uh, Brad Pitt plays Achilles. You know, that tale was blessed by the gods. His mother dunked him in the river, but held him by the ankle, so on and so forth. Uh, I just think the way the movie plays out is great. The way they introduce all the players, the way they introduce you to the land of Troy, um, what is, I guess, CGI or models, you really, I couldn't tell. I think it's... Well, they, it, did a, they did a lot of great practical effects mixed in yes. with the CGI. Yeah, exactly. Which always helps. All the miniature cities and stuff like that, the, the great walls of Troy. Yeah. Uh, Eric Bana, very underrated, I think, actor. I think he did a great job, you know, being the other side Brad Pitt, you know, in this film, the, the leadership role. Um, I will say this is a Brian Cox appreciation post as well, because uh, <laughs> I've always liked him. I've watched him everything he's done. Secession, Super Troopers, you know, <laughs> the list yeah. goes to this. The list goes on. He can be an asshole, and he can be downright hilarious to say in, in the same time. Um. Yeah, it's one of my all-time favorite rewatchables. Definitely a movie that's been in the background a time or two. You know, something I need to say, oh, I just let me, of course, you know, he's pause and watch Brad Pitt and Eric Bana fight. But, um, but fun fact I did learn about this movie, Brad Pitt and Eric Bana had a gentleman's agreement for every accidental hard hit in their fight. They had to pay each other. I don't remember how much it was exactly, but uh, Eric Bana got paid for like 14 or 15 hard strikes from Brad Pitt and only had to pay him for one. So, uh, <laughs> all right. Yeah, so the little, the little duel they had going on the choreographed fight, but it's a great scene. Um, you know, I think this this whole thing could be avoided for Orlando Bloom's character keeps his dick in his pants, but um, well, isn't that most of historical wars? I mean, yeah, right. Well, well yeah, uh, yeah. Say so the resources. resources are a woman. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. But it's a great tale. Have you never read the actual Odyssey? That's a fantastic like old Greek mythology tale. It's a, probably a lot of the little stories you've heard actually come out of that book. But uh, I don't know. This is a great film. Uh, currently, I think it's on. I think it's on Amazon Prime streaming. Uh, but I absolutely think it's fantastic. I think it's so well done. Again, you know, like back in two thousand four, with more practical effects and CGI. It's definitely an epic too, right? Like it's, yeah. it's what like two and a half hours or something like that. Yeah, it's it's long, um, long, but it's almost like in a chapter form where you could pause yeah. it. Well, that's what I mean too by epic. I mean like length, yeah. but also that epic storytelling kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Where we're going to cover everything. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, you know, yeah. don't don't go into it if you're looking for historical accuracy. But no, um, no, no, n- that's not what we're going for here. So. That's fun. It's just a fun. T- it's a good war tale of of that time period. Yeah, you know, and it just I just still love how they introduce Brad Pitt's character as a, how they introduce Achilles in the beginning of the film. Uh, but yeah, just showing how badass he is. But yeah, uh, anyways, check it out if you haven't seen it before or. You haven't watched in a while, um, and you got three hours, boom, put it on. You'll enjoy it. You'll enjoy it. Make you want to go to the gym to look like Brad Pitt in this film, too, because Jesus, but he's jerked. But, uh, I need a yeah, bit guys. more than the gym. But. Yeah, well, probably helps to have a $2,000 a day personal trainer and chef. Uh, but, you know, yeah. All right. well, let's let's cool. go on. Let's go on, Jason. What you got next? All right, so uh, we're going to move up a little bit in time for this one, mm-hmm. all the way up till. Uh, the Civil War. Okay, let's so go. So that brings us to Edward Zwick's, Zwick's? Uh, 1989's Glory. Okay. Wow, so yeah. Seen this one? Been a minute, but I have yeah. seen this back in the day. Yeah. It it was a big film at the time, and it's still an amazing film, but it doesn't... Nobody talks about it anymore, right? Like, it's not something people just put on. It's not on... It's not, like, on TV. <laughs> you don't see it on HBO that much. Um, right. Right. I don't even know where to watch it right now, honestly. I think you have to rent it. Oh, um, yeah. If you're not familiar with it, it's um, what is it? it? Matthew Broderick is the main star, pretty much, and so, uh, yeah. Denzel Washington has a big role. Morgan Freeman's mm-hmm. in it. Mm-hmm. Granted, you got to remember this is in '89, so much, much younger uh, Denzel and Morgan Freeman roles. Well, um, Morgan Freeman has an age since '89, so it's much the same. Well, that's true. <laughs> um. <laughs> So it's about, um, you know, he plays Robert Shaw leading a U.S. Civil Wars. Um, Matthew Broderick is leading the uh, first all-black volunteer company. So he's fighting prejudice within the own, his own Union Army, but also mm-hmm. while battling the Confederates. 
And, uh, you know, so he's leading this troop of uh, black volunteer soldiers to um, yeah. fight the Confederates. And yeah. uh, it's got a lot of battle scenes and you know, behind uh, dealing with the conflicts of war and trying to, you know. Um, you did a good yeah. job of showing that. I remember showing I think I watched this in like a school class because of the history of the Civil War. Yeah, probably. It, it is it kind of a really like good job. Yeah. Your yeah. teacher's tired of teaching. And it's like, here, watch this Civil War yeah. doc. Yeah. But it does a good job of covering the horrors of the Civil War and mm-hmm. a lot of the patriotism and heroism kind of stuff. Um, but Denzel does an incredible job, as always. So, um, oh, yeah, yeah you're in the mood for a Civil War film. I think this is probably one of the best. That's, yeah, that's one of the rare Civil War films out there that are probably, yeah, they do a really good job, like, and all, all over the place, but, like, you know, the cinematography and all that, from what I remember, but. Yeah, it's been a minute since I've seen that one, so I'm going to pick that one back up if I want to watch it, because it's, it's been a while. I forgot about that one. There's not a whole, I feel like there's not a whole lot of Civil War films out there. But. Yeah, I mean, I at first I started to say The, the Patriot, but that's not Civil War, that's the yeah, I'm sure Revolution. Yeah. Um, hmm. So It's almost like we don't want to talk about that time and period of our life, huh? <laughs> yeah, not, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> we, we don't talk about that. I mean, there yeah. are some, right? Like, there, there are a lot of few, I mean. Gone yeah. with the Wind was essentially one. That's true. You got yeah, that's true. Gettysburg and uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not many. So not many. Not many. Hard to tell that story. But well, great man, great pick. That's uh, that's that's awesome. Well, it's it's the bad guy narrative, right? Like yeah. you you need a you need Nazis to battle or yeah. somebody and and in Civil War, you know, it's not the British or the Nazis. Yeah. It's us. It's <laughs> like, us. Yeah, we're fighting ourselves. Uh, yeah. It doesn't feel good. So no, no. No, but you gotta tell the story. But yeah, that's a good one that does tell a good story. As long as Gettysburg also tells a great story about about all that. So cool, man. Well, that's a good one. Let's go and pull out pull out the basement kind of pick, you know? So yeah, I like it. so I like definitely it. check it out. It's a good film. Cool. All right. Well, I'm gonna jump around in time uh, a little bit for my next pick. Um, I'm going with the Vietnam War. Um, it's a Oliver Stone, what I call it masterpiece from 1986. Uh, it's Platoon. Um, that's by many Oliver Stone films. It's pretty gritty. It's kind of down and dirty. Um, I mean, I love the tagline. Uh, the first casualty of war is innocence. I think that's just just perfect way that's not it's perfect synopsis of this film. It's got everybody. Everybody back in the 80s that was young, starting out. I mean, we got Charlie Sheen, Willem Dafoe, Tom Berenger, Forrest Whitaker, Kevin Dillon, Johnny Depp. You know, the list kind of goes on. Um but uh, John C. McGinley's in it, you know. I mean, it's all over the place. But I loved it. I love this movie. Um, it's funny that the cover is is not Charlie Sheen, who's quote unquote the star of the film. It's Willem Dafoe on the cover of the movie. But um, yeah. But uh, like I said, it's down and dirty. It, it takes on the eyes of Chris, played by Charlie Sheen, who you know everybody's around him is drafted, but he's actually a kid who volunteered to go to Vietnam. Um, which is an w- interesting time in our in our history again, and put the draft and all that going on. Um, then you add the conflict, the story of Tom Berenger and Willem Dafoe's leadership inside the platoon between the two companies inside the platoon. I know Army veterans don't get me wrong; I, I don't remember how it all splits out. But they're the leaderships. Tom Berenger's you know hard one way, Willem Dafoe's kind of hard another way. Um, it shows the divisive size of lifestyle of how people go inside of a camp like that. Um, great progression in the movie, character development, storytelling, like Oliver Stone does in all his films. Um, I, I mean, when I watch it, you know, you grow to love and hate characters so quickly. And every time I watch it, I find myself wrapped up in the movie. I just I always like, man, I've got to watch this and finish it. It's not a movie I can start and stop. I'm going to watch it all the way through. Um, but yeah, so, uh, I don't know where it's streaming right now, um, but uh, I think it's, it's on Max. It's on Max right now. Yeah, cool. it's on Max at the moment. Cool. Uh, if you haven't seen it, it's kind of one of those. I think people know of it, but mm-hmm. never watched well, it. I'm gonna be honest. It I need it, like my brain sometimes merges it and, like Full Metal Jacket together. Yeah, that can happen. That can happen. You know, Full Metal Jacket also a gritty, incredible Vietnam film from yep. Stanley Kubrick, which came yep. out. What the next year? I think. Uh, it may be. It was they're right around each other. Yeah. Yeah. So two great directors, two great Vietnam movies. Um, both ooh, 
dark. I will. I, yeah, both dark in their own ways. Um, I I forgot how stacked this cast was. You, know, you, <laughs> yeah. you already mentioned like Tom, Char, Charlie, them. Yeah. But, like I'm looking at the list, going like, what? I forced Whitaker. Like, yeah, John mm-hmm. McKinley, mm-hmm. Kevin Dillon. Yeah, yeah. I totally forgot about that. I don't remember Johnny Depp in it at all. Like, he's a, he's a, he's just he's a small like he's a random dude in the company. Like it's yeah. not like he's he big, you know. So it's but he's just there. He, he's credited, right? He's probably one of his first films coming off of Twenty One Jump Street back in the day, you know. So, um, but of course he's like, I'll be an Oliver Stone film. Hell yeah, <laughs> who wouldn't be? But uh, yeah, it's one of my favorites. Uh, I own it on DVD still to this day. Uh, and I mean, I've watched it quite a few times, but I don't know. It's it's a good and just like filming on jacket. They're they're both great Vietnam films. So if you haven't seen it, check it out. Like I said, it's on Max. Um, yeah, that's pretty much all I have to say about that. It's another cool. film that has Vietnam in it. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I, I left off. Um, I have a giant list of Vietnam films in front of me, but I left them off for today. We'll we'll visit more of them later. Yeah. Yeah. Um, kind of like the war war, you know, right. problem is there's just. So many. so many and um yeah and so many good ones right it's just a, right you had a lot of incredible filmmakers making movies at a time where it was still a relevant you know topic that people were tackling because i mean when's the last one they got made it's I, I can't even think of a of a recent one can you vietnam uh, no a recent vietnam film like no. um no they were all right there in the 80s about 10 years after it all went down i think uh I mean, even the video games. Well, I think the last one I can think of is Tigerland. Um, that was uh, with Colin Farrell. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that was I in uh, that one. 2000, I think. Came out in like 2000. Mm. And uh, it was, uh, yeah. So, it, but it was about like the training before they headed to Vietnam. Oh, okay. I don't, I don't, it's been a while since I've seen that one. So that's the last one I can think of. Uh, mm. was anyhow. Thin Red Line, was that Vietnam or Korea? Uh, I thought that was World War Two. Was Thin Red Line World War Two? Um, because I had that. Like, let's see, I had that in the list here, but I put it under <laughs> World War Two. Okay, it may be. It may be. Let's you know we got it. We got it pulled up. Let's search it. Um, yeah, World War Two. Okay, all right. Because it was over too. in the Pacific. That's probably oh, why. That's right. That's right. That's, that's why you're thinking of Vietnam. It was yeah. on the Pacific yeah. Islands. Yeah, that's what Sean that's Penn right. and Jim Caviezel. Yeah. Jim Caviezel, all them. Yeah, great start to yeah. the cast that one too. Okay, we'll put that on World War II list. Alrighty. Um cool. it's, well, it's there. Um, yeah. <laughs> so uh, next we're going to move on to one. If you've listened for a while, you've absolutely heard me talk about this film. I don't care. We're going to talk about it again. Let's go. Uh, 2001's Black Hawk Down. Yep. Yep. So directed by Ridley Scott. It's uh, about the U.S. Rangers and Delta Force team trying to kidnap you know, the Somali warlords. Or someone in the Somali, you know, forgive me, I don't remember. Uh, and mm-hmm. a couple Black Hawk helicopters are shot down, and it's the story of them trying to rescue the pilots and recover the bodies and ex- excavate themselves from the city. Yeah. Uh, yeah as an entire yeah. city swarms on top of them. Um, features Josh Hartnett, Ewan McGregor, Tom Sizemore. What an incredible role from Tom Sizemore again, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Orlando Bloom, Tom Hardy. It's another stack cast, right? Yeah. Something about war films yeah. just brings all these actors in. Uh, Eric Banner, Orlando Bloom making another appearance on this list today. Yeah. Um, it is on Paramount Plus. If you haven't seen it, you want to stream it. Oh. Cool. Um, it's weird. It's um, the director of it, you know, Ridley Scott described mm-hmm. it as like anti war, but pro military. And uh, I think that shines through pretty strongly through it. Yeah. Yeah. You, know, you watch you watch more movies and some are like pro war, this big yay war is heroic yeah. and heroes yeah. are made and we're the good guys and you see other ones and it's just depressing and sad and like trauma and um nobody's a good guy and it's awful right. and the military's right. stupid and we never should have been in Vietnam, you know, that kind of vibe. <laughs> and uh, this one kind of like it does such a good job of being like, Hey, like the dudes in the military are here doing the absolute best they can with what mm-hmm. they have mm-hmm. and doing the orders they can. And all they want to do is get home and, you know, do their job. But war, anytime you engage in these conflicts, people are going to suffer. Like, and, 
it covers that really well. It showcases all that really well, I think, right? Um, oh, 100%. And despite the stat cast, there's really not a single star. There's no hero. Even like the Delta Force guys aren't the hero of this. Um, yeah. They're really, you know, they're really not elevated above the regular infantry guys from a story perspective in any way. No. Um, no. There's no like sentimental bullshit. You don't see like American flags waving or shots of their family back home waiting for the call. It's just. It's just that day in their life, right? Yeah, it starts off with a little preamble of like the situation and Mm -hmm. how things are going. And then the mission kicks off. And once the mission kicks off, it doesn't slow down until the movie's over. It's just you're there with them, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's breaths of respite, but you're just on the ground with them. Even in moments of peace and silence, there's like that tension of when are the bullets going to fly again? Uh, you and, and McGregor's uh, making coffee. I guess yeah, like, it's a great scene. Where they find you? Oh, I find a desk typing. Yeah, you know, because um, just incredible cinematography, of course, with Ridley mm-hmm. Scott and, mm-hmm. and his guys. Uh, amazing sound design. You know, Hans Zimmer does the score, so that's or, like yeah, epic. It's as all you need. need. It's all you need. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it's it's emotional, man. For like a war film, like I remember just being like, "You hurt," you know. Yeah, I mean that's true as well. It does a good job building up the storylines of of some of the younger guys, and mm-hmm. you know, people are, you know, there's no rhyme or reason to who catches a bullet, right? Like you didn't right. deserve to catch any more than the other guy. Mm-hmm. You just happen to be two feet to the left. Yeah. So the luck, you get a bullet. The luck of it all. Yeah. And yeah. where you know, can we save you or not? And there's gut wrenching scenes and great action yeah. and i just it, i think it's my favorite war film uh, of all of all time so really okay good yeah it's a solid one man I, I i've watched it it's one of those i don't put on lightly kind of you know i'm gonna watch it i gotta watch it all yeah and together in my headspace for it i guess because it's so new like you know you can put war two and even vietnam movies in the back of your brain but something as new as black hot day and you're like shit that's too modern almost yeah it feels like even though it is a little bit of an older conflict at this point um it it still feels the same like we're still flying blackhawk helicopters you know right right we're still going into these like you know urban and it's that urban fighting too you're not in the woods Mm -hmm. you're not trenches Mm -hmm. you're in Mm -hmm. a city surrounded by rooftops and windows and yeah um yeah rpgs flying so it yeah it does resonate again with what we're dealing with even to this day so yeah pretty much pretty much i mean what the true story happened in the 90s is that right uh yeah i believe that's right yeah, yeah. all the somalia paid. stuff wrote off a book yeah 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 so cool cool man great pick i do love that film i think it's one of josh hartnett's best performances oh incredible yeah that whole, that whole cast is fantastic and it. it's like orlando bloom's first movie i think so um yeah excellent excellent all right well take us away all right. Well, I'm going to stay heavy uh, with a modern movie that is similar. I just rewatched this yesterday, honestly, because I thought I saw it streaming and I knew we were making this episode. And it's like this movie. Uh, I don't I don't forget about it, but I don't know if it gets a credit. Right. But it's 13 hours. Uh, the Secret Soldiers of Benghazi. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the story is it's true. It's true. It happened in 2007, I think, is the year it happened. Um, but basically, you know, the Libya started utter chaos after Muhammad, Muhammad Gaddafi, Gaddafi is killed, overthrown, thrown out of power. You know, and of course, there's no government now. Um, so warlords pop up, similar to Somalia, right? They had the warlords pop up. They get all Gaddafi's armories and money. And, you know, most countries fleeing into their embassies. Um, but we, the U.S., keep two embassies open, one in Tripoli, Tripoli and one in um, Benghazi. And, I mean, this basically what happens is the embassy in Benghazi falls under attack. There's a CIA black site nearby that has retired soldiers that are now working as hired mercenaries for the U.S. government to protect the black site. Uh, they hear about what's going on. Um, they go against orders to go over there and protect the embassy and try to get the ambassador and his people out. Um, but it's just, it's a crazy true story about heroics on display and sacrifice and what just a handful of, you know, dudes can do and what they do when they just uh, try to hold up, hold off 
an onslaught of again a whole city coming against them. You don't know who's your friend and who's not because there's some people being paid warlords, some warlords on the U.S. payroll to protect the spot, but then they drive away. It's it's a crazy. It's like a whole. It all happens in one night, like 13 hours, right? So, I mean, they're just trying to basically make it to morning until they get more help there. But, uh, I mean, the tagline I love is, you know, when everything went wrong, six men had the courage to do what was right. So, but, I mean, of course, they're highly trained operatives. They knew what was going on, but it's fan-freaking-tastic. It's Michael Bay, so take that a little, you know, it's going to be a little... I was going to say, it definitely definitely does those, like, sweeping, like, Pan shot. Yeah. It's like, yeah. I mean, he, he tries to make a real epic out of it, you know? Yeah, just, he does. He does. If I think maybe it's Oliver Stone instead, it'd be a lot better, <laughs> you know? But yeah. I do think it's some of Michael Bay's best work because he did have to tone it down and make it dirtier and grittier. Yeah, somewhat um, realistic. Yeah. 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 But you could, you can definitely feel like the Michael Bay, like camera motions that oh, was just like, yeah. no. What a no no other director would have yeah. created these shots and they that. shot that truck and they shot the truck tire and the whole thing blows up yeah um but yeah yeah but John Krasinski coming out of the office is oh, amazing as the hero um it's I I don't remember like the order of when he did what but for yeah. me seeing him in this film was like the cemented him as an action star yep it's yep. like oh okay this does this dude does action yeah. uh, okay yeah. got it. I think this is one of his first, and then he got the Jack yeah. Ryan show and all that. But I, uh, he got like Jack Ryan and stuff. Well, can you say that because wasn't he in? Wasn't he in Jarhead? I don't think so. I think he was in Jarhead. Hmm. Either way, this yeah. this was the one where it's like he's the leading action dude. Yeah, and, right, uh, right. Cemented right. him for like Jack Ryan and moving mm-hmm. forward because mm-hmm. uh, he does a great job. Yeah, like the memes, like a meme back in the day when this movie came out, like him shirtless, you know, and looking jacked because he got jacked for this film. Yeah, it's like Jim Pam's in trouble. <laughs> it's like say no more. Yeah, but uh, anyway, but I think he did a fantastic job uh, leaping into a whole different role. Of course, now we got the Quiet Place and all those movies of his that he's done in this kind of role. Um, maybe getting to be uh, in the Fantastic Four. Uh, but we'll see. But yeah, dude. Uh, uh, yeah, it's definitely Michael Bay. I mean, so it's bright. Got some, like you said, the sweeping lights and stuff like that, and the, the shots that way. But fantastic movie. Research the true story if you haven't know it, and then watch the movie. Because I mean, I think this story needs to be remembered of these six heroes, you know, and what happened over there. But uh, yeah, man. So uh, it's on Peacock uh, right now, I think. Oh, it's um, at least according to this, it's on Netflix and Paramount Plus. Yeah, I saw it on Paramount Plus. That's where I saw it, not Peacock. Cool. Yeah. cool. And Netflix, you got that. So Okay, cool. Excellent. What's cool. up next, bud? All right, so uh, I was debating in my head where to go from here. It's like, okay. uh, two, like, modern and then mm-hmm. one future. Okay. So I'm going to kind of merge, quickly cover these together. All uh, right. Uh, modern films. So we got... Um, you know, with the Iraq, Afghanistan, there's been a lot of war- movies and uh, documentaries and stuff that have come out of that. And so the first to quickly talk about is 2008's The Hurt Locker. Oh, yeah. yeah. So directed by uh, Catherine Bigelow. Mm-hmm. Bigelow? Mm-hmm. I don't think I, I always feel like I'm saying that wrong. That's right. Mm-hmm. So well, I, I love, love a lot of her films, right? She did the original Point Break, mm-hmm. Zero Dark Thirty. Blue mm-hmm. Steel, if you've never seen that. Um, there's a lot of great, great movies under, under her resume. And this one with Jeremy Renner and Anthony Mackie, they play um, Army, bot squ- uh, Army Bomb Squad units. So they're the yep. guys that go in and like um, EODs that uh, find the explosive ordnance and remove them or dot them off or um, disarm them so that other soldiers can move along unfettered. And, uh, you know, you kind of have to be a little bit of a crazy person to disarm yeah. bombs. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. Maybe you can argue that she take they take it. This movie takes it a little too far with Jeremy Renner's character and his like light insanity. <laughs> and it's almost like a death wish kind of vibe where he's just on edge all the time and a little bit crazy. Yeah. Right. Right. And um, having met. You know, actual EODs. I I don't think that's 
the case, but there are some of them. Like I've heard stories of dudes getting like shot at and just being like mildly inconvenienced. They have they have to squat down. Um, yeah, right, right, right. So I guess you do kind of develop you you have to deal with this stress in some way or another, right? Mm-hmm. And um, it's just either way, it's an incredible film. Um, very tense, very well told story. Great story, great acting. Um, the cinematography was great. Um, yeah. Um, so if you haven't seen it, highly recommend it. It's a it's different a, one. It's very psychological. I'm, yeah. I, you know, it's very it has those has those points and. Just to, yeah, that that was where you know we just got out of Afghanistan. Well, yeah, this one was Iraq, right? They were in Iraq yeah, for it. Yeah, maybe. So, so. it's based it's in Iraq. Like, yeah, and uh, you know you're dealing with a lot of uh, IEDs and mm-hmm. random explosives and uh, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah it's, it does a good job about building like the a war movie that's not centered around just like shooting the whole time. I mean, right. there's some of that well, too. But... Going at each other. Yeah, right. It's more about. God, dude, that was really stresses me watching it. Yeah, it's very stressful. Don't Enjoy don't go if you want to. Re- don't watch this if you want to relax. Right, right. And I think Anthony Mackie and the other guy are like weeks from getting to go home, and this dude, and they get this new bomb guy who's just nuts. So adds yeah. stress to the whole unit is stressed. Because like he has a death wish, but great film, great. So film. it's on Max uh, right now. If you want to check it out, cool. And then jumping a little bit to a more realistic version in. Mm-hmm. Uh, jumping over to Afghanistan. If you haven't seen Rest Repo, um, Rest Repo, I mean, it's, um, it's a documentary. It came out in like 2010, and uh, the directors spent uh, a year with the 2nd Battalion of the Army mm-hmm. in one of Af- Afghanistan's most dangerous valleys. And so, um, you know, they're just embedded with these dudes in one of the most dangerous dangerous um, uh, air, what's it? I forget. Ford operating to fobs, Ford operating uh, bases yeah. mm-hmm. in uh, in all of Afghanistan, and so there's a lot of fighting and a lot of whatever, and getting uh, firsthand accounts from the soldiers that are there, and uh, yeah, it's um, it's an amazing really, documentary. Really, I mean, that's yeah. that was crazy, and I just remember like you think about the social and the mental disorder, like, the problems that come back. I remember part of that documentary with the guys saying. You know, um, I'll never feel this good again as shooting this machine gun. Like I'll never, feel, I'll never feel this high again. You know, like, yeah. I mean, this pure adrenaline excitement. You know, risking your life and firing a mounted machine gun. You know, like it's, then you come home and you're like, okay, I'm gonna go work my everyday job. Like I get while they have struggles. You know, coming back. It was a great showing of that. I thought they did a really good job showing the difference of what war really was like. That's it's crazy. Yeah. And I've seen a lot of critiques on it about like the way the the soldiers kind of take on their their enemy or mm-hmm. you know watching them fire machine guns into the valley and how they feel about it. It's like I I don't know. I I leave that for someone else to <laughs> figure out because it's kind of like a a different time going off nine eleven. B you got these like young dudes. You put them in. Hey, sit in this camp and wait to get shot at. Like, right. How the hell are you supposed to react to that? How are you supposed to, you know, process that? And what are you supposed to do about it? Um, it's interesting too. Forgive me if I'm off base on this and, mm-hmm. and tweet us, and we won't read them. But uh, it's interesting too because somebody was telling me recently. Forget if they cover this in the documentary or not. I, I would hope they do. But like it was so dangerous because like the Afghan fighters were there. I mean, kind of a warring culture, so they had fighting seasons. So Mm -hmm. it's like it's spring and summer, you go fight because it's fighting season, and then winter's coming. We need to go haul the crops in and you know rest up, and there's no reason to fight in the cold. So let's all go home, and we'll pick this back up in spring, right? Like the ancient armies used to do. Well where they went to winter was in this uh valley with uh where rest repo is mm-hmm. so it's like you're you're putting a camp in the area where they all all the fighters come back to chill for the winter so of course it's going to be a non-stop 24/7 hot spot all year 
anyway, I just thought that was interesting. That is interesting. I didn't know that part. Yeah. I don't remember if the documentary even covered it or not, but you know, there's just so much about when you go invade a country and you understand the culture, you know, you get weird shit like that. Anyway, but that is true. That's another all that. If you're looking for a documentary uh, from the perspective of the soldiers sitting in a fort operating base in Afghanistan, this is yeah, it's, I mean, it's right more up there. Real than just the these these movies, you know, it's a lot more real, a lot more. The boredom, the act, mm-hmm. the brief blocks of action, yeah. shooting at enemies you can't see. Mm-hmm. So, wow, awesome! That's a great call, man. I've, I've, yeah, I've, I watched that one time. I haven't watched it since, so that's a great, yeah, great pick, dude. Great pick. I think there's. I'm trying to remember, there was one other one, kind of like it. I think. I think it was a documentary. I want to let me like glance. Core, have you? Let me let's talk about it while I try to look for it. A Korengal. Have you seen that one? I have not. I haven't even heard of that one. Um. So I think I think it's the same. It's one of the same directors. Like the first one had two guys in it, and this one, uh, just one of them went back and basically picks up where Rest Repo left off. So it's the same okay. men, the same valley. But like uh, the way it says the sub what is this, title tagline, whatever is basically same men, same valley, but a very different look at the experience of war. So basically, the guy went back and did a sequel to his first one. Oh, okay, I got you. Um, basically, like, hey, here's shit I missed in the first one that I just didn't get to cover, or messed up, or left out, and um, he does a, a sequel <laughs> like a sequel documentary which you don't get a lot right no uh, not really not yeah usually it's like okay we're out see you later so huh yeah i didn't know about that that's good i'll have to go back and watch both of them but and a lot of like reflection and uh a lot more um psychological even than rest repo so if you watch rest repo and you liked it and like hell yeah then hmm. follow it up with corn goal um because they went back and filmed more. <laughs> Which, what? man, how do you spend a year in Afghanistan? Be like, I'm gonna head back and film some more. Jesus, yeah, Jesus, like, yeah. <laughs> anyway, moving along right. to All some right. more yeah. entertaining films. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All what right. Well, um, let's see here. My last one. I'm gonna lighten. I say lighten it up. It's still a brutal war movie, but uh, it's more of the past, and it's more less historical accurate than the last few things we talked about, but uh, I love it. I think it was the first or second radar film I ever saw. <laughs> so, uh, it's 1995's Braveheart. Okay. Starring and directed by Mel Gibson. Um, I just... I, it's always been a favorite. It's always been fun. It's based on the Scottish Revolt against England. Uh, follows the life of William Wallace, played by Mel Gibson. I think it won a ton of awards, including Best Picture back then. Um, I had two buddies in college that had the William Wallace replica swords in their house. Um, yeah, and I'm sure you've heard of the quotes in every motivational video ever put oh, on YouTube. A little bit, yeah. They're going to take our lives and they're going to take our freedom. Ah, but anyway, great. The guy who plays the Irish dude cracks me up every time I watch it. But I mean, you know, it's like the Scottish John Wick. So he kills this woman and he goes out and starts a revolution. Um, but it's, you know, it just as a child, you know, he sees the British basically destroying his people and he comes home and things happen and starts to revolt. And as far as I know, it's got some truth to it, but how it happened and the revolution happened. Yeah, it, uh, but it, it, it loose. takes liberty. It's loose. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Loosely. Yeah. Loosely based. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, they, they like the Scottish dude didn't even wear kilts back then, but that's just what I saw in one dude's post. But, um, but hey, we gonna do it's almost three hours long, but I think it's worth every fucking minute of your time. Uh, if it's been a while or you've never seen it, check it out. I know Mel Gibson's gone a little crazy since then, uh, but hey, we're gonna do it. But, uh, well, yeah, I mean, this was actually, I mean, first, I just want to mention Catherine mm-hmm. McCormick. Was that, yeah, McCormick? Yeah. Was that the wife that got? I believe so. Yeah, killed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Spoilers. Sorry. Yeah. Oh. Um. But yeah, I mean the as a I, yeah because when this movie came out when I was like thirteen or something, so 
Yeah, right. And definitely back in the day when you <laughs> rewind buttons and pause buttons. Um, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, it is on Amazon Prime and uh, directed by Mel Gibson, no less. So. Directed, starring, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Which he did a few of those. I mean, like, was it the Hacksaw Ridge and uh, Apocalypto? Mm-hmm. Was another film of his, although he didn't he, star in that one. He's directed a few of them. Yeah. Yeah, which that's an and we maybe we should have talked about that for a war film. That was incredible. Did that, you ever see that one? That's Apocalypse. a nuts, yeah, that's a nuts film. The are yeah. Mayans, right? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, dude. Yeah, what a what a wild film. And the ending was not expected. Um, but yeah, that was cool. Very cool. Very cool. But yeah, anyway, I guess um, oh, we got historical war films forever too. But so maybe its own its own thing. But check out Braveheart. It's fun. Yeah, it's a loose history. If you like Mel Gibson doing a shitty Scottish accent, um, <laughs> you know, you want to hate Longshanks, um, you know, they do a good job. It time hops, you know, through time and years, but it does a great job of showing that. Um, if you just want to get pumped up for your next big business meeting on Sunday night, watch it before your Monday morning meeting or something. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, check it out. I think it's, it's just great. It'll make you want to paint your face, maybe. I don't know. But, and wear a kilt. Um, but no, it's 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 fantastic. It's a great film. Like I said, it won it won awards. Um, but yeah, it's it's highly enjoyable. So highly enjoyable. Cool. Well, yeah. um, yeah, I will I will wrap up my war picks mm-hmm. with a satirical anti-war film. Okay. Just to to round out the gamut here. Yeah. So we're hopping ahead to the future with 1997's Starship Troopers. Oh my god, yes, okay. So, I didn't know how to talk about like war films without ending on this one. Because, uh-huh. A, you're jumping ahead to the future, right? Yep. You're battling an entirely new species of alien bugs. But it's a Paul Verhoeven film, which has its own... Well, we could do a whole other episode on Paul Verhoeven, but um, mm-hmm. uh, directing a satirical anti-war film while being like an incredibly fun action film. So it's set in the future, and if you're following a young soldier named Johnny Rico, who gets put in the mobile infantry to battle these uh, these alien bugs attack Earth, and like, what what city do they blow up? They blow up like all of Buenos Aires. Buenos Aires, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so, you know, these young kids that were about to go to college enroll in the military, and head to space to battle these bugs mm-hmm. and um it's an interstellar war against these guys but uh it is brutal like the bugs the mobile infantry charging in and like oh we're gonna be heroes and this is gonna be fun and then they start losing arms yeah and legs yeah and getting maimed down and you get promoted because the guy in front of you got killed <laughs> um and yeah and um uh, Man, it's hard to dive into it too much without, if you haven't seen it or uh, if you're not quite familiar. But uh, what, what, what did, you've seen it a few times, right? Oh, yeah. I've seen it more than a few times. Um, it's a fun movie. Uh, I literally just actually listened to a podcast talk about this movie, which is really funny. Um, but, I mean, Michael Ironside's fantastic. Jake Busey. Uh, I heard a fun fact. like There was uh, a couple of thousand gallons of fake blood used in this film. Oh, um, easily, right? Um, uh, it's based off a novel, actually. Um, and mm-hmm. you know, it's if you and I didn't. I started reading more about it after listening to that podcast because they mentioned things, but it's actually kind of satirical about the fascism of the like military, the Federation. Yeah, and all that. exactly. Yeah, yeah. it's kind of it's it's fun. It's a, it's it's a little wild. Um, but I've enjoyed it. I've always well, enjoyed what... it. That's what's so weird about it, right? Like we're talking about like it's this anti-war satirical film, which mm-hmm. it 100% is. And if you take any time and effort to dig into it, you're like, oh yeah, I see it, I see it, yeah, I see it. But if you're just like, oh no, popcorn film, put on a movie Friday night, yeah, it's still just a lot of fun. <laughs> it's a lot of fun to watch them going through training and the will they, won't they, with the uh, Casper Van Dien and Denise oh, Richards, yeah, yeah. and then, and then yeah. you got. Dina Meyer, who's Dizzy, right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. A little love triangle. And then, um, who is it? Um, 
why am I blanking on the other guy's name? The crazy guy? Jake Busey? Okay, that's what I'm thinking of. For yeah. some reason, I picture um, the guy from Scream in it. Matthew Lillard? Matthew Lillard, but yeah. it's not yeah. him. It's Jake Busey. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah it's Jake Busey, you, yep. You got Neil Patrick Harris in there. Yep. Um, yeah, and the action's fun. The pace yeah. is great. I mean, Paul yeah. Verhoeven, love him or hate him, he, he's a great filmmaker, so... Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah it does a great job it, yeah, it's 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 very fun for what it is the satire of, of it all like you know only you know they do the whole thing where they turn basically combatants into bugs which is really interesting it's you know the only good bugs a dead bug and you know i think we said that same thing about enemy soldiers you know every time yeah. but it, yeah. it dehumanizes them for you oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah. but i've enjoyed it i really thoroughly enjoyed that movie uh i still do I still think it's fun. I think Michael Ironside plays a great role. I, love, I, mean, I always love him, but he's a hard ass, right? So he's a perfect hard ass. Um, Clancy, what's his name? That plays the drill sergeant. Mm-hmm. Clancy he's all, Brown. He's always fantastic. Oh, yeah. Always. But yeah, man, and, great uh, pick. Very visceral. Don't watch it with children. Yeah, um, no, no. Especially there's a shower scene, too. It's just, yeah. Well, you know, I was, yeah. I, I let my kid watch that before watching, like, bugs rip people's arms off oh true oh and um anyhow it's a, it's a fun film it it's is a fun, fun yeah. non-child friendly film wow. uh, yeah. good pace a lot of fun uh, yeah you know yeah, don't watch the sequels yeah and they're like four sequels or something like that uh, they made them. like two or th- i think they made three and then they made like they made there's the original, then they made mm-hmm. two and three, which are live action. I think Casper Van Dien's in both of them uh, because his career did not take off after this film. Mm. And uh, Paul Verhoeven obviously walked away after the first one. He had nothing to do with anything after that. And uh, then I think they did a few animated films after that. There's some video games too, right? I think. Uh, they made a few games, yeah. Mm-hmm. I heard but, it uh, coming out too, but yeah. Which. You know, you'd think there there'd be more, right? Like it's such a good IP, uh, humans versus alien bugs. It's right, it's, you know, it's right it's there. Yeah. yeah, but um, yeah, they haven't really done much with it. It uh, they made a new animated one in like five years ago, I think, which actually mm-hmm. has uh, Casper Van Dien voicing, and Dina Meyer comes back for it too. Oh, but really? It's pretty um. It is not well reviewed. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, you only need to see the first one, and then you can just toss it away. So <laughs> don't worry about that. Okay. All right. Well, there you got that, boys and girls. Um, what are you gonna do? Then everything's perfect, right? But yeah, at least you got least... you got one good one. So yeah, there you go. yeah, we got one good one, right? And yeah. then you can watch. Uh, I don't know. Jump to RoboCop or something after. <laughs> Yeah. Are he actually not to not to take us too far off track for long, but uh Paul Verhoeven also has another World War II film, uh, Black Book. Okay. Which I don't know, I haven't met many people who've heard of it or seen it. Uh but it, it focuses on like the Nazi occupied Netherlands and a Jewish uh, lady infiltrating mm-hmm. the Gestapo and kind of fighting for the Dutch resistance. And huh. it's um, more of a wartime epic thriller, yeah, with some espionage stuff versus like the big battle, and, but it's incredible. It's another yeah. great film from Paul Verhoeven. So uh, we'll talk about that more in the World War II episode. So. I like it. I like it. I like it. All right, man. Well, um, that does it for our picks. Yeah, uh, that's it for me. We taken you. I've taken you all the way from. Um, ancient china to uh yeah. the future space battles we will yeah. be having <laughs> yeah yeah we're in fact uh attacking sentient insects um all right cool, <laughs> well, well, uh thanks folks for listening to this uh this long er podcast about war movies uh we hope you find something to watch this week uh even if you listen to this episode at, long after we've recorded it Hope you enjoy these picks this week. I hope you find something to watch. Uh, don't forget to share this with a friend. Tell a colleague about it uh, or that new movie you found or show you found or a cocktail recipe you found thanks to us. 
Um, share it with a friend. Let them know us about it. Let them know the podcast. Rate and review us on all favorite things, all favorite places you get your podcast. Follow us on all things social media. I'm more active on TikTok than anywhere else at, at this week's picks. Uh, placing my usually my weekend bets and uh, all that kind of stuff. Um, do a little things on Twitter where I post trailers about movies you talked about that maybe gems or what I'm watching at, right now. I'll, I'll put it up on Twitter. Uh, Instagram's kind of I just kind of on TikTok into that every now and then. Uh, but yeah, Twitter and uh, TikTok's the best place. I think Twitter's this week's picks pod, and TikTok is this week's picks. So follow us there, like us, review us. What I said. Um, so. The last thing we do every week is I give stupid gambling bets you should not follow, but for fun. I think actually my last week's picks did hit um, this week, which is crazy for a change. But uh, anyways, like I said today, I'm going to call it parlays. Why not? So I've got two parlays coming up next week for the weekend of November 25th. I'm right after Thanksgiving. I've got an NCAA parlay and an NHL puck parlay, so you can – Take both, combine both, half up, up, mix them up how you want. But the NCAA part is the NCAA parlay. I've got the Ole Miss money line, the Penn State money line, the Utah money line, the Washington money line, and the Jaden Daniels anytime TD for the LSU quarterback, Jaden Daniels anytime TD. Um, so that's the first NCAA parlay alone, or you can mix and match this puck parlay coming up next, which this is for 11-24. Um, is the New York Rangers money line, and the Maple Leafs Blackhawks over, the Dallas Stars money line, and the Las Vegas on the 11:25 money line, and the Avalanche money line on 11:25 as well. So you can mix and match, take what you want out of that run up. I don't know the odds right now. I haven't run the numbers. I just like those games for those those picks. And of course, every week we have Nix's pick, which is her lock. Uh, so what we have there, she has two. You can parlay these together because I'm pretty sure they're pretty safe. Um, but it's Ole Miss money line and the Utah money line. Um, but I also like the Utah Colorado over, or Nick's does. Okay, she likes that one. The Utah Colorado over for that game. But uh, anyways, follow again the disclaimer. Right, don't gamble what you don't have. Don't try to pay your mortgage off these bets. Follow somebody else for those guaranteed lock bets to do a lot more studying than me. Okay. But anyways, thanks everybody for listening, Jason. I got nothing else. What did you got? Oh, uh, that was it for me. Cool. All right, guys. Well, cheers. Don't bet. Don't bet. Yeah. Cheers, y'all. Have a good one.